This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So yet another warning today about potential foreign meddling in Canada's upcoming federal election. The Communication Security Establishment, the CSE, Canada's Signals Intelligence Agency, out with a report today. The 2019 update on cyber threats to Canada's democratic process. They say Canada's upcoming election will quite likely uh, be the subject of attempts at foreign interference. Unlikely, though, to be on the scale of what happened in the U.S. in 2016. The Russian meddling there. But this report does outline attempts at foreign interference, as we've seen not just in the U.S., uh, but in other democracies. And that it's something we're likely to see here in Canada. Now, reacting to this report, uh, Democratic Institutions Minister Karina Gold uh, said there's a lot of work to do when it comes to social media platforms to head off some of this potential interference. Says federal officials have had several discussions with online platforms like Facebook and Twitter but says there hasn't been a lot of measurable progress. From experiences that we've seen around the world, um, that there's a, a lot left to be desired in terms of how seriously they're taking these issues. Um, and, uh, you know, we continue to engage with them and continue to have conversations. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling great about where we are right now. And at least sitting here today, uh, the minister says it doesn't appear as though those social media giants are taking this issue very seriously. We have not really seen that much progress um, with them. I think that the platforms feel that this is something that they should be doing um, on their own. And I don't have um, the confidence that they are disclosing everything um, with us. Well, joining us to talk more about what's in this CSC report, what these warnings are, what the nature of the threat is. What's being done or needs to be done in response. Very pleased to welcome to the program Alex Butler. He's a national politics reporter with the Toronto Star, thestar.com. Alex, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Yeah, we've been hearing, you know, more of these warnings, obviously, as of late. This one today, I think, from the CSE seems particularly important. What stands out to you about it? Well, what stands out to me is that, you know, without coming out and saying that this is already happening, um, CSE has pretty much said this is already happening. I mean, we've reported with our partners at BuzzFeed News that at least one political party in Canada has already been targeted by a state-sponsored, sophisticated cyber attack. This is what we see happening in places like Germany, in places like France, obviously in the United States, in the United Kingdom, most recently in Australia. You know, all of our closest allies have been targeted by this type of behavior, and uh, it, it seems like Canada is not immune to that. Right. So it's just a question of when and how, or as you say, I mean, it may, may have already happened. So it's not really a question of if at this point. Um, according to our uh, intelligence and law enforcement sources, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And every indication, every conversation I have had with 
intelligence and law enforcement folks um, has suggested to me that the when is now. It's already happening. And, you know, I think that Canadians need to not freak out about this, um, but be very careful in terms of what they consume, in terms of information media, in terms of what you see on your Facebook feed, in terms of, you know, what you hear, um, you know, through friends. Um, you know, we all have to be diligent because, you know, essentially our democratic institutions are now a national security uh, concern. And I think that's a, a major new development that we have to become accustomed to. Well, yeah, and I think that that cuts to the heart of it. I mean, you know, for Canadians to understand what what is the threat, who who are who's the adversary or adversaries here, and what what is it that we're guarding against? Wait, I mean, what what is the nature of this threat, as best we understand it? Well, as best I understand it, um, it's mostly an information campaign threat. It's a matter of putting out you know, misinformation or propaganda or, you know, torquing is a, is a term we use in the news business in terms of, you know, turning up to 11, you know, the implications of a certain story mm-hmm. um, in terms of putting out bad information into the ecosystem, which your listeners and my readers know gets transmitted, you know, over and over again on social media channels. Right. Um, so I think, I think it, it's incumbent upon all of us as Canadian voters and citizens to, um, take very seriously our responsibility to be informed and to be skeptical of of what we're told and what we read, um, and not just from you know uh, uh, a pop up website, but from from major newspapers, from major television channels, from radio stations. Not to impugn any any uh, anything you do there in Calgary, but I mean we all have to be skeptical and we all need to seek out different information sources. Um, in order to, you know, make sure that we're doing our part. But are we talking about Russians? Are we talking about Chinese? Is is it both? Are, are others yeah, potentially involved as well? Yeah, so the Canadian government's very um, hesitant to name individual countries who are responsible for this type of behavior. Certainly what we've seen in, in the UK and the US and to, to an extent to, uh, in France and Germany um, the Kremlin has been very active in this role. It's, you know, it kind of makes sense. It's, it's cheap. It's easy to do. Um, you know, it, it, that, that makes it very sort of um, enticing for a country who doesn't have a whole lot to spend on intelligence and defense uh, matters to, you know, create some havoc. But, I, you know, I don't have any specific information to attribute one country mm-hmm. uh, as being behind this type of behavior, so I, I, I'm hesitant to say. Um, you know, speaking to an intelligence source a couple of months ago, I asked, you know, is there more going on than we know, or um, are the usual suspects, you know, responsible for, for the predominant amount of activities? And that person said... You, you wouldn't be surprised by the, the, the main players in this field. So yeah. Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, Iran, to some extent, um, India, um, these are all active players in the cyber domain. And the United States and Canada are also active uh, players in the cyber domain. So, you know, it's not, it's not one side. It's not good guys against bad guys. You know, this is a new frontier of warfare that we're, you know, all having to adjust to. Well, and, and social media is a big part of that, obviously, as you'd alluded to. There there was some frustration expressed today by Canada's Minister of Democratic Institutions that maybe we're not getting a sufficient level of, of cooperation from social media companies, or it's not clear what these platforms intend to do to be a part of the solution. I mean, do, do they need to be a part of the solution? 
Well, I think they absolutely have to be part of the solution. I mean, that's predominantly where Canadians get news from um, in this day and age. Um, so we can't talk about solutions in this field without talking about social media companies. Look, you know, I've been reporting since, I believe, 2016 that the Canadian government has been threatening uh, regulations and threatening legislation and, you know, telling social media companies they need to, you know, shape up or, or, or they're going to, you know, the hammer's going to come down. I haven't seen it yet. Um, there does seem to be some movement uh, within the Liberal government. Not a lot of time before the uh, election to get legislation passed. But there does seem to be an acknowledgement that simply talking tough to social media giants who are transnational in, in you know, nature, who, um, you know, have a combined GDP more than most countries in the world, Mm -hmm. um, you know, talking tough to these people are not going to be enough. It's it's going to require legislation. And that's not me talking. That's literally anybody who studies this in Canada will tell you that that legislation regulation is required as part of the solution. That does not mean that you have to be heavy handed with it. It doesn't mean that you have to stifle innovation or anything else people will say about this. Um, but but certainly regulation is part of the equation. Yeah, and it's interesting. It comes on a day where, where the UK has uh, outlined plans for how it's going to, to crack down on this or at least right. hold these companies responsible. And then you got the story today about how some pretty notorious uh, Canadian white nationalists, white supremacists, uh, have now been banned by Facebook as, as part of their latest crackdown. So we, we do see some, some action on these fronts. Yeah, I think there's an acknowledgement on the part of the platforms themselves that um, they need to take action in this in this space. I mean, something like Christchurch, which was broadcast live on Facebook, obviously shows you that there is a significant issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And so what Facebook said today was, what we're going to do is we're going to take down well-known white nationalists, including people like Faith Goldie, who ran for mayor of um, Toronto after you know being a former television personality. Um, you know, we're going to take these people off of our platforms because we don't want to spread hatred. That, that in and of itself is, is a measure to address the issue that we face, um, but I don't think it's sufficient. Um, and that's not necessarily on the platforms, that's on our governments um, and making sure that we all have a level playing field. I mean, we have standards in the newspaper business. You have standards as a radio host. Right. There are things that we can get away with and we can't get away with. And why should it be different for literally the largest publishers in the world um, to to say that, you know, the content that's published on our platform is not our responsibility? I, I don't know. I put it to you. I put it to your listeners. Um, that seems to me uh, problematic. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. Are, are they platforms? Are they publishers? I mean, th- those lines are, are definitely blurred, I think. I, I don't know that you can just say they're they're one or the other. You know, I, I, I use my Cape Breton test, which is when I call my, my folks back in Cape Breton and, you know, ask them, you know, where they're seeing their news. And it's on Facebook um, and it's on Twitter to some extent. It's on, you know, Google. Obviously, the algorithm controls a lot of what people see. It's not conspiracy theories. This is just how people consume information these days. Um, and I think that all of us, you know, journalists, citizens, governments, publishers, need to be conscious of that and need to come to terms with what that means for our our overall information ecosystem because you know this is the game <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want to i don't want to seem over dramatic but you know this is crucially important 
And uh, I think people are finally coming to realize that we have to pay very close attention to this stuff. All right. Well, full coverage of all of this, thestar.com. Alex, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure. Thanks. All right. That's Alex Bootlier, national politics reporter for the Toronto Star, thestar.com. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.